Schwab Trading is now powered by Ameritrade to give you a new, elevated trading experience tailor-made for trader minds. Go deeper with Thinkorswim, the powerful, award-winning trading platforms now at Schwab. Unlock support from the Trade Desk, our team of passionate traders who live and breathe trading like you do. And sharpen your skills with an expanding library of online education crafted just for traders. All designed to help you trade brilliantly. Learn more at schwab.com slash trading. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Just heard from eBay reporting second quarter adjusted earnings per share from continuing operations of 43 cents. Estimates were for 42 cents. eBay boosting its yearly forecast. Intel. Second quarter adjusted EPS, 59 cents. Estimates there, 54 cents. And American Express said second quarter profit rose 37% as customers increased spending and the company booked a billion-dollar gain from the sale of its Costco wholesale corp portfolio. Stocks higher, S&P at a record, 21.73, up nine points, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 36 points, a gain of two-tenths of one percent to 18,595. NASDAQ up 53 to 5,089. Gold down 17.50 the ounce, a drop of 1.3 percent. Gold at 13.14 the ounce. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Shares of Intel are down about one and a quarter percent right now after reporting quarterly results. Here to tell us more, Anand Srinivasan. He is senior semiconductor and hardware analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence, providing unique and real-time research in a variety of industries and markets, as well as government factors that affect business. Our terminal customers can access this function at B. I go. Anand, tell me about what's going on with Intel. I think these were very solid numbers, both for the current quarter as well as for the guidance, which uh, is a more important factor for semiconductor stocks, which tend to uh, are uh, be very forward-looking. But I think this was also a case where the stock got ahead of itself. I mean, the stock has moved 17% since the 27th of last month, so you had multiple data points from the food chain, hard disk drive makers, you had... Um, uh, market research firms such as Gartner and IDC come out and saying, hey, the PC business is not as bad as we thought it was, and U.S. is actually showing growth. So you had several data points come out, and the stock has moved in advance of that. So despite good numbers, the stock's a little weak, but these are very, very solid numbers across the board, both for the current quarter as well as guidance, Pim. Tell me about the server business at Intel and what that portends for the future. Look, I mean, this is uh, this is a company in transition as they try very hard to move away from PCs um, and into uh, focus more on the data center business, which is a uh, uh, which is growing okay for them. Uh, they want to hit 15% uh, year-on-year growth, but um, 
the um, in in the long term they well might but the more important part of it is is this is a highly profitable business for them with uh, not as much volatility um as the pc business um uh, PC business does. So if you look at uh, Q2 for the data center business, the average selling prices were actually up, unlike the PC business. So um, compared to Q2 of last year, that um, overall Q2 2016 versus Q2 2015, uh, they, they had uh, a positive mid-single-digit uh, revenue uh, in that in that division. Um, units were up about 8% and uh, selling prices were only down about 2%. Uh, Anand, uh, do we, should we make anything of those increased restructuring charges? Uh, $1.6 billion, up $400 million from the previous guidance on restructuring. Yeah, this is part of the pivot. The pivot might be moving a little faster than um, than, uh, than initially thought away from the PC business. So it actually should be taken as a positive step in that um, they're able to reduce headcount and um, adjust costs a little faster than they thought originally. So I think it should be translated to the positive. The one point, you know, Intel has, hasn't had the best history of timing of movements uh, in terms of markets. The one thing that I am nervous about is the fact that are we moving too quickly away from PCs just when PCs are starting to show signs of life? So um, it's an interesting, um, interesting time in the PC market, um, but we'll have to wait and see how, um, how that trend plays out. One quarter does not a trend make. All right. And just lastly, I want to get your thoughts on the Internet-connected devices and that business for Intel. Uh, it's too small of a business, uh, to be quite honest. They've thrown uh, a whole bunch of things in there, so it's it's early um, uh, it's early days in that business. But at the end of the day, uh, the fact that it hasn't caused uh, a dramatic reduction in sales or EPS as a result of that business is uh, is a step in the right direction. All right, I'm going to turn your attention now on onto Qualcomm. The stock is up nearly four percent in uh, after hours trading. Tell us about Qualcomm's results. So Qualcomm, this is a case where expectations were relatively low. The company has faced um, substantial loss of market share across the board. Um, so the fact that they came um, uh, relatively in line to slightly better than street numbers um, for the June quarter and for the um, uh, for the September guidance is is, uh, is a step again in the right direction. It's a question of how management spins it as uh, what the long-term prognosis for for their presence in the handset business looks like. Yeah, well, they're talking about uh, the September period that ends in September, and they say that profit before certain items is going to be between a dollar and five cents to dollar fifteen cents. Uh, previously, analysts were looking for a dollar eight. Eight. A share, yeah. Right. So, um, so again, it's a it's a question of how you how you what the context is. Look, at the end of the day, when when we move from two G to three G and three G to four G, the next version of technology was right there. So, as people were moving from one to the other, Qualcomm was always ahead of the curve and had a certain amount of chips in the next generation. The problem with us now is Qualcomm is the market leader in four G and three G, and five G isn't around yet. There's nothing to upsell. So. The the Johnny Come Latelys of the world are taking share substantially from Qualcomm in every um, segment of the market, and Qualcomm is um, the market share leader and has got nothing to uh, do but 
exceed that market share, particularly when pricing comes into play. Well, I'm looking at uh, Qualcomm stock right now up seven and a quarter percent. The company getting its profit mainly from patent licensing. Tell us about what they're trying to do in China. That's the world's largest smartphone market. Yeah, so this is a market that is still moving um, upstream in terms of volume and the distribution of uh, phones across um, uh, 3G, still moving to 4G. So as non-brand name phones, particularly such as Oppo, uh, Xiaomi, Vivo, etc., move from uh, using um, uh, MediaTek chips to more Qualcomm chips or, more importantly, 3G chips to 4G chips, their revenue expands. So anything they can do in China and spin that story in a positive light is good for Qualcomm. Thank you very much. Anand Srinivasan, Senior Semiconductor and Hardware Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence, shares a Qualcomm up 7.5% in after-hours trading. Intel shares down 1.25% in after-hours trading. This is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by New York Community Bank. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free New York Community Bank online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit MyNYCB.com for details. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+. Brought to you by Sherm, a better workplace, a better world.